How's it going, everyone? Wayne the Unknown here, and welcome to another episode of Cosplay Con Talk, where we basically discuss everything pertaining to the cosplay community and conventions. Tonight, we are doing a, another segment of Get to Know That Cosplayer, and we have a very special guest, international professional cosplayer, only Alley Cat. How are we doing tonight, Allie? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Wayne? I am doing well. I'm glad that you guys were able to get the, you know, the whole thing situated. Yes, yeah. Discord is a fun new thing. As as much as we've been online the past year, I have not ventured into Discord. So thank you for your help. You're welcome. And again, thank your husband too. <laughs> <laughs> I will. So as this usually goes, I'll ask questions about you know how you got into cosplay and everything, and also discuss a few other things. And if you know if you have any tips. Or you know stuff to share with for the viewers and those who are getting into cosplay. Feel free to um, you know, yeah. Sure so starting out, how long have you been cosplaying for? Uh, I think it's like five or six years now, something like that. I would have to actually go back and look, but I think it's something like five or six years. That's a fairly long time to be cosplaying. Yeah, not not too shabby, and I've just kind of enjoyed the journey that it is and have dabbled in a few different realms of cosplay from just strolling up to the con floor to competition to doing social media i even tried patreon for a hot second um yeah i feel like i've i've dabbled in a lot of different sides of cosplay well that's always a good thing um do you remember what you uh what was the reason you got into cosplaying yeah, I, I just like dressing up, and there was a, um, a convention going on around town, and I hadn't planned to go that day, but my friend Madeline Masquerade and I had dressed up to go volunteer for some kids for their birthday as Anna and Elsa, so we were volunteering at a homeless shelter, and then um, she was like, hey, we're already dressed up, we should swing by a con, and I was like, um, isn't that that weird thing they have on like reality shows or sitcoms and are we talking like shellman here what what are you thinking and she's like just just go just go okay and we went on the last day of the convention during the last hour we got in for free um everybody was super Very excited nice. to see us all the cosplayers were super uh, like kind mm. and excited about our outfits we got a ton of free stuff from the very over enthusiastic um uh, with the people uh, what are they? The people on the floor. The the booths. The oh, booths. Nice. I, my brain is like about the word. What are they? Vendors. Vendors. Uh, yeah, from there all the go. vendors. It was just a really nice time, and I was like, I really like this. So I can dress up and go to these a couple times a year. And she's like, Yeah, they're all over the place. I'm like, cool. I'm. When's the next one? And she's <laughs> like, It's called WonderCon. I'm like, cool, where's Ooh. that? She's like, Anaheim? I'm like, all right, let's go. That's a pretty and big she's like, con. They have a competition. And I was like, okay, I'm going to compete. And my first <laughs> convention was within, I think, three weeks of the first um, time I ever went to a con. So my first full convention was WonderCon. Nice. I competed. Uh, yeah, it was it was fun. Um, What was your cosplay that you used to compete in the cosplay contest? I was Elsa from the Frozen Fever short, the green dress, also with the pink flowers. I don't recall that. I have to look that into it. And also, uh, shout out to your friend uh, Madeline, Madeline Masquerade for introducing you to these conventions. Yeah, she's uh, she's been my friend for some time. We met at Disneyland 
years ago, and um, she's introduced me to a lot of really cool stuff, including cosplay. Very nice. That's, well, I mean, hey, if it wasn't for them, you probably never would have, you know, uh, you know, known about cons. Exactly. Well, that's pretty good. Um, So, what was it like going to WonderCon for your first time? It was a little overwhelming, but still really fun. Um, I'm more of an introvert than an extrovert, so I get really excited about, like, planning things and leading up to events, and then I get there... And I'm kind of like, um, okay. And I can start conversations with people, but I'll tend to, in groups, let other people kind of lead. Unless I'm in a really just over-the-moon enthusiastic mood and just feeling on a high of life, then I'll be the extrovert. And so it was interesting. There was a time during that convention where it was super bubbly and like talking to everybody and super excited. And then other times I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I'm at this huge con and I know no one. <laughs> and like, so it was it was a roller coaster, but the the experience of doing the cosplay contest gave me a chance to connect with people one-on-one -on -one while we're hanging out and going through the competition process through rehearsals and meetings and backstage and so that actually made me some of my lifelong friends with cosplay was in the prep and green rooms of the competition. Nice. I feel like, you know, when you go to your first con, there's like always that chance you're going to make a few friends. And it sounds like you made quite a few that day. I did. I did. My friend Caitlin, I met that day and she actually did some princess parties with me for a little bit. And she's now over in New Orleans. Nice. And on that topic, what got you into the, I've noticed that on Instagram, you're part of like a princess uh, group. What is that all about? It's actually my company. So I run a princess party company. I performed with Disney World and Orlando and Disneyland and Anaheim for a few years. And then I performed for a few different local princess party companies for children's birthday parties. And after doing that, I realized that I wanted to do things differently than how I saw it being done in my region of Los Angeles. So I started my own party company. And we are now on five years of being in business in one of the top companies in the area. That's a really long time. And I know now I know with uh, COVID and everything, have you done any princess parties recently? I know with COVID, you have to be careful and all. Yeah, um, we haven't done any princess parties in person. We have done everything online since about March 10th. We are the innovators and originators of the Princess Zoom birthday party. Nice, nice. Yeah. And and with your costumes, uh, have you like do you buy them or do you make them by yourself or how do you go about uh, your cosplays and everything? I used to be a hardcore, got to make everything from scratch, and then as I got through a couple competitions and got more into the cosplay realm, I realized it's not necessarily about making everything from scratch. It's about the fandom and the enthusiasm, and it doesn't really matter. Where you got it, it just matters how you feel when you wear it. So I started to get into thrifting and converting pieces into cosplays using unconventional materials and purchasing pieces online. So it's kind of become a merge and it's more enjoyable that way. Like there's a lot of stuff that I really enjoy making from scratch and I'll still have those costumes that I do that, but I'm not limited to that anymore. Nice. Now, for those who are just getting into cosplay or thinking about cosplay, uh, what would you recommend? 
you know, for those who are like on a budget and everything? Um, I definitely love the thrift store approach or using what you have in your closet. If you look towards um, a a thing called Disney Bound, Disney Bounding, B-O-U-N-D-I-N-G. Disney Bounding is a form of using what you have in your closet to make an implied costume to wear to the parks. Since um, Disney parks don't allow costumes other than their performers, um, you have to find a different way to dress up. And that's a fun way to do it. There's also tons of characters out there that you can cosplay that use modern day clothing or clothing you can easily find. And then um, you can do all kinds of modifications from there, like starting out with a base of some kind of clothing and being able to build on that with trim or paint or layers or building a piece of armor or modifying something like you can start with a base of some kind so you already feel like you've started and you got a great solid foundation and that'll help you follow through with your design very nice now you've cosplayed and i've seen a wide variety of characters over the years mm -hmm. would you say you have like the one absolute favorite like no matter how many times you've cosplayed it you always enjoy doing it that's a hard one because i i've done like you said such a variety of stuff because i've just cosplayed what i enjoy um i have to say that lilu is super fun to wear she's from fifth element um very just iconic cult classic and people recognize her right away which is really fun my schoolgirl ariel that i designed um that's really popular just because it's like slightly provocative yet <laughs> fun and yet people recognize her too and it's still like not slutty like kind of thing it's still fun in a sexy way and so that's always a big hit and uh, my Inigo Montoya from the Princess Bride is another one of those that's just super fun to just show up and be like oh my god is that you Alex? <laughs> <laughs> they just can't they can't handle it it's hilarious and for those who are looking at the thumbnail, that's actually one of the uh, photos in the th uh, the picture you sent me for the thumbnail, I believe. Yes. Yes, that's in there. I'm a Spanish man. <laughs> now, I imagine when you cosplayed as Inigo Montoya, people have actually asked you to say his fa his famous line. Oh, yeah. All day long. All day long. And it's just like um, Lilu from Fifth Element. Everyone just walks by Multipath. And it's just Marco Polo all day long. And it's just hilarious. <laughs> hilarious <sighs> now you know you're um you're uh lilu from fifth element it looks very convincing um where did you get all the uh the material and everything for that cosplay let's see the shirt i found a turtleneck at forever 21 and i took and cut it up and sewed on some elastic trim that i found the pants are made patterned and made from scratch the suspenders we me and my husband made a mold for that and poured silicone so we made a custom pattern the wig originally was white blonde and i dyed it painted it cut it styled it the boots i found at a thrift shop but then i made the toppers for them out of paper wire and what was the other thing um weather stripping so it's a little bit of everything that's uh, that's really impressive now did you get your uh, husband to uh, cosplay as corbin dallas yes 
Yes, he was my Corbin, and we competed at WonderCon, and we won Judge's Choice. Nice. Yeah. That's that's, fun. That's really cool. Now, on that topic, how often does your husband cosplay with you? He Anytime he can get out to a convention with me, he does. So right now, we're still living in um, two separate countries, and we're working on reuniting and getting our own place together since we just got married so he's in canada and i'm in the united states by the way congratulations thank you we just had a year which is nuts i'm so glad we got married in january of 2020 oh my goodness got lucky now would you like to give your husband a shout out here too Yes, of course. Shit speckled Muppet Fart is his handle. That's a line from Deadpool. Um, how, uh, something along the lines of how could you work for that shit speckled Muppet Fart? So, I love okay. it. That's, oh, that's nice. I think it's good when you know couples can cosplay together and everything. I think it makes it more enjoyable when you're cosplaying with like a group of people or friends or loved ones. It's great. And what's awesome is that we sometimes will cosplay together, but we're not cosplaying from the same thing. So um, we'll both get dressed up and like, I'll be Maleficent, he'll be Cable from Deadpool, and we'll still have a blast and it just doesn't matter. It's fantastic. Nice. And how long has he been cosplaying for? He has been cosplaying for, I would say three years now. That's not, that's not really bad at all. That's not really bad. And I've seen a few of his cosplays and they're really well done. Yes, he is very attention um, or, or detail oriented <laughs> and really loves to pay attention to those details in all the screen accurate stuff. So sometimes I have to come and be like, hey, it, it's okay. It looks amazing. <laughs> really. Like no one's going to know. It's going to be okay. <laughs> He loves to get it just right, and he gets a lot of enjoyment and pride in that. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Now, on that topic as well, um, what's it like making your own cosplays? It can be exhausting sometimes to make my own cosplays, for sure. I think we all go through that, like, bell curve. Or, no, is it a bell curve? No. Hmm. No, I'd say it's more like a, a inverted bell curve, where at the beginning you're super excited, and super like ah, and buying materials and all gun ho and then you're like ah, things are starting to get a little harder Ugh. and energy and focus and then you're like in the middle and you're like i should just give up I yeah. just, <laughs> why am i even doing this it's ridiculous imposter syndrome uh, what am i doing and then you start to like finally make some progress with something and you come back to it after a while and then you make more and more to get more excited and then you finish it so like it's definitely an inverted bell curve a lot of times, for sure. <laughs> and now, I imagine, you know, well, quite a few cosplayers should make their own. Have you ever, like, had a bit on a time crunch where, like, you just got the cosplay made right before con started? Oh, yeah. My first convention of WonderCon with my frozen um, fever, Elsa, I was sewing beads on by hand the morning of. And I quickly learned that that's not the best way to do things that in order to really enjoy yourself it's important to have a full night's sleep and um, be finished with your costume well in advance so that you can relax and enjoy the convention because it's more than just that costume that you're in very nice now 
what would you say and i and i always ask this for those who uh, do make their own cosplays um what would you say the hardest cosplay is that you ever made goodness to look that up i know um lulu did have its challenges because we had not made anything silicone before and then i had never dyed a wig before so that was interesting a whole new thing let me see let me see here what which one was really challenging we just made yzma which was super fun and getting that hat emperor's groove yzma to like balance on my head was just absolutely crazy yeah um, i remember seeing your yzma one how how did you do the eye her her eyelashes i that looked really like in my opinion that looked really hard to keep on slices of foam and I just black foam and I just cut them and just kind of heat shaped them just a little bit and then they're just eyelash glued on to the side of my face that's it <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm looking at it right now and if you hadn't told me that was you I would like wouldn't even like guess because you did a really good job especially like on the earrings and everything too Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, me and my uh, my husband, Steve, we worked on that one together and it was definitely had its challenging moments. Let me see. I would say um, Nebula was a bit challenging. Um, that's for sure. I had my friends help on the um, some of the foam pieces, but the rest of it, like I put together and that was just a whirlwind and that's taking again for the shirt and the pants and the boots stuff i found at a thrift shop and just transforming it but the the body paint and making a bald cap from scratch to fit my head and all my hair and that was just a whole struggle yeah i'm i'm, I'm, I'm uh, looking at it right now on your instagram and like that like i wasn't like you can't even tell that you know you're wearing a bald cap that looks you guys did a really good job on the bald cap and getting all that the body paint accurate and everything to a uh, nebula from uh, guardians of the galaxy it was just me in my room for like four hours doing my makeup oh, <laughs> and i did not get the back of my head so <laughs> don't turn around don't turn around yeah no um, pictures to the front your, your body paints are impressive especially on your uh Ayla Sakura and Domino. Yes, Ayla Sakura was really fun. Domino, um, I did do some white. That one's not as obvious as the transformation is going blue. I'd say um, the blue body paint definitely is really fun. And I just like being blue. <laughs> like, it's just such a fun color to be. It's my favorite color. And I was green for Maleficent. And let's see what else. Oh. Um, Sally, I did full body paint. No, actually, just body paint on my face after the first time. I made a bodysuit. So, yeah, I've had some pretty crazy makeup transformations, and I really have fun with that just as much as the costumes. Now, when you do your body paint uh, for your cosplays, do you get easily uh, easily recognized, or people have to, like, do a double take to see if that's actually you? If I've cosplayed it before, it's um, easy for them to recognize me because... There's not too many people who do body paint at conventions, but I find that no matter what I wear, people don't recognize me. 
And I always take it as a compliment. A lot of people are like, I'm so sorry. Um, who are you? And I'm like, oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of other people are like, I'm offended. You don't recognize my eyeballs. Like everything about you has changed. You've changed your skin tone. You've changed your silhouette. You've put on different hair. How are we supposed to recognize you? So if I can completely escape into a character like Newt Scamander even is another fun one, then I've done my job as a cosplayer. Nice. And I think that's, you know, pretty cool when, you know, people do crossplay. I, I think, you know, that definitely gives out a whole new, you know, a whole wide variety of different characters to do. Exactly. The world is your oyster. Just have fun. And I'm sure you'll agree with as much as every other cosplayer does that uh, cosplay is for everyone. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Like, there's no limits. It's if you're doing something like auditioning to be a Disneyland impersonator, that's different. But when we're going out and we're cosplaying at a convention, it doesn't matter. It's about the fandom. It's not about looking like the character down to a T. It's about your excitement and enjoyment. Oh, that's very, that's very good. That's a very good uh, thing. So we got about eight more minutes, roughly. Um, any, um, have you ever had like any mishaps or anything with your cosplays? Like something's broken, fallen, or it's just something just didn't go right the way you wanted it to? Um, well, there's always something. Whenever I wear something, I'm always like, okay, I'll change this slightly for next time. And usually it's something as far as like, making sure things don't fall off or are more secured or reinforcing some stitching because you didn't think it would bust halfway through the convention. Um, I've definitely had my fair share of like burst seams and pieces falling apart. And luckily I have some friends who, um, Sergeant Swiss and Stitch, they attend a bunch of conventions and they have like backpacks filled with repair supplies and a little flag to find them at conventions. And they're so wonderful and have helped me many times when I just realized I didn't bring an extra needle and thread or super glue. They're called, they're called what now? Sergeant Swift and Sergeant Stitch. Swift and Stitch. Okay, nice. Um, now, again, um, do you have like any con stories you'd like to share? Like, uh, what was it like uh, entering your first contest or what was it like having your own booth and stuff like that? Booth life is very different. I've definitely done, let's see, I would say like six conventions or more, uh, maybe even closer to 10, as a guest with a booth. And what's really interesting is that the, the day that flies by when you're just attending really tends to be a lot slower when you're at a booth because you can't move around and it's like almost like putting the cake in front of you and saying don't eat it and it's like, oh, i just want to go out and play and so it's what i have to do is i whenever i book a convention or something i always say i at least need half a day at least one of the days has to be like give me like three or four hours where I can just be a guest, please. And I always negotiate that because I just can't go to a convention and say I didn't see it, that I didn't go out and experience it. And so I always try and like start my convention time at the booth like an hour after the floor opens, like things like that, or like have a lunch. And so it's always super fun for me to be like, okay, I'm gonna do a quick run of the convention floor 
go out and see my friends. And it takes a lot out of you for sure. So I have to say, if anybody wants to ever guest at a convention, make sure you've got all your snacks, make sure you have a game plan of your schedule and post it at your booth so people know when you're going to be there and just kind of make it your own because there's no real rules as to how a guest is supposed to like have their booth run. I mean, some of the huge conventions I'm sure have a different idea, but the smaller ones are like, yeah, it's fine. As long as you're there for the majority of the day, I'm like, cool. And it's going to take an hour. I'll be back. I'm going <laughs> to grab lunch and walk around the floor. And they're like, okay, thank you. And put up a little sign. And I'm like, yeah. So yeah, just, and anybody who's visiting a cosplayer at a booth, you know, always be respectful of um, if there's a crowd forming or something like that. So everybody gets their time and um, not lingering too long at a booth too, just to kind of make sure everybody gets a chance. That was my other Oh yeah, advice. no. Um, yeah. That, that's, uh, you know, I can't uh, argue with that. I think, you know, if anyone has a booth, you know, they should definitely, you know, wait their turn. Cause I imagine there have been times where you've been like bombarded with a bunch of uh, con goers to get pictures and everything and autographs. Yeah, there have been those moments, and they're super cool to feel like a little celebrity in your own small world. And it's like, this is fun. This is great. And then there's other times where I'm like, somebody come say hi, please. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm just like, nobody's here. And it's so quiet. And you just like make friends with your booth neighbor and just kind of pass the time. So keep an eye on each other just as much as we keep an eye on each other when we're out on the floor. Um, with your friends walking about you know, make sure you check in on your your booth buddies too and make sure they're doing good and that goes for vendors not just cosplayers yeah and you know on that topic uh, any advice for those who are wanting to have like their first booth at a con anything you any uh, suggestions you'd like to recommend for first time booth people or vendors yeah i would say um start with asking for their budget and go from there with any kind of negotiation stuff, um, expressing interest and going to a convention and being able to be a guest kind of thing can start as simple as an email or a conversation at a convention. So if you really like a con and you're like, I would love to be a guest here next year, that year while you're there, ask to find the coordinator and introduce yourself and get that relationship going, but try and like get a rate of some kind. And that'll help the whole industry, too, because there's people out there who do the convention scene for their, like, source of income. So when um, new people come in and they just say, I'll do it for free, it kind of hurts overall. So even if you just say, I just want 50 bucks a day or something, just saying something small will help overall. Oh, yeah, no, I imagine, like you said, there are, there are like, you know, a lot of well-known cosplayers out there who, you know, their main source of income is cosplaying. So I, I... it is. So like, even though they have their own rates and they can negotiate those, if the convention is getting a bunch of people saying, oh, I'll do it for free, I'll do it for free. And then the big cosplayer comes in and says this big price, it's going to feel much more shocking <laughs> than... If everybody, oh, it's just normal. We expect everybody to get paid something. And that kind of sets the norm for you give your time and we will pay you, which is how transactions work. I imagine there, uh, you've gone to cons where you've uh, gotten paid to have your booth and everything. 
Yeah, it's usually yeah, it's usually just a per diem kind of thing, which um, works out just fine with the local stuff. But then when it comes to the ones out of town, town I've been able to negotiate having a hotel covered for um, sometimes even flight. Um, so that all kind of really helps out. Having things like your transportation and food covered for is the biggest expense. And that's where I always try and negotiate because from there, you know, I can not have breakfast every day or have, which I usually don't. So I'm therefore taking 30 of that buck from the weekend (laughs) and okay, that's additional money. I can now go out for drinks with everybody on one night or I can use it towards my taxi or what have you. So that's that's... ways to make it work. That's that's like that's some good advice for those who are you know wanted to consider getting into the uh, spe- uh, the guest cosplayer for a convention. Yeah, you just gotta ask. That's what I found. I've just gone around and just uh, in person's the best, and then you just gotta email, 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 mm-hmm. and represent yourself and <laughs> stand strong. Be okay with saying no. Most and negotiating. Most definitely. Well, again, um, thank you, Allie, for being my first special guest cosplayer on Cosplay Contacts. Get to know that cosplayer. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Again, I am Wayne the Unknown. Thank you for listening, and until next time, thank you for watching. <laughs>